Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Cantina MX Football Podcast. We are back to recap El Super Clásico, El Super Fracaso de Chivas. A lot of answers to be made. And of course we're going to recap the rest of the matches last weekend. And we also are looking forward to El Preolimpico happening in Guadalajara. Jimmy Lozano has already announced the 20 players that will be joining him. This and much more. Let's get this going, guys. How are we doing? What's up, man? Despite, despite the fail, I'm, I'm still good. Uh, despite the super fracaso, I'm still, I'm still good. I still believe in Buse. You're not taking it out <laughs> Guys, we are officially we are officially we are officially at an Chivas <laughs> crisis mode. Uh, Chivas were soundly defeated three 0 at home against America. It was not pretty at all. A lot of questionable substitutions by King Midas, and they failed to meet the press after the match. It was cut very shortly. And today they had a press conference to to address the public, and uh, you know, Belaz went out and said some stuff. Vusa said some stuff, but they both looked like schoolboys that had gotten in trouble. <laughs> um, what were what were yeah. what were your take well, takes on the match, guys? Well, first, my, well, my thing first on the presser is they don't really they don't really owe you know fans act like they have to. Give them an explanation over, or why the team is going bad. Um, so that's one of the things because, and I guess, but they felt they had to do it before it built up. You know, like if they let it, they let it spill. The the press was not gonna let it go, and it was gonna just be haunting them until the next game. I guess they had to address address what's going on, which they it's kind of like. When you think about it, it's kind of dumb. When you're saying, like, oh, Chivas is playing bad, it's almost like Chivas is at this level of, like, Barcelona where they're always, where they're always like, fighting for first place or they're always fighting for the campeonato, and it's the exact opposite, you know? Uh, if we see Chivas the past, what, five years, they're pretty much on level, <laughs> which, I mean, it, it doesn't... It, it doesn't... Um, it's not an excuse, but people act like they've never seen the team struggle before. Yeah, where did we gain this sense of entitlement? Is it just because of the history of Chivas? Is it because of what the club represents and all the titles that they've won in the past? It's, you know, I feel like we kind of, we have like that Dory from, uh, you know, uh, Finding Nemo. Like we have a short-term memory. We We forget that, hey, man. Let's be honest, if we were to take a hard look at ourselves in the last decade, it's been pretty mediocre. You know, we're, we're good for one title a year or sorry, one title every 10 years. But yeah. this, this whole idea about, uh, you know, demanding titles and winning titles. Uh, guess what, man? Guess who, who planted that seed in us? It was Ricardo Pelaz. He, he came in. He got hired. He, was, he And that was the first thing he said. You know, we're going to win championships and we're, we're here to win silverware. So it's he created this monster 
And uh, that's why everyone's for me, you know, giving him a hard time and as and a- asking for not just his reg- resignation, but the guy he hired to do this project, which was Vucetic. Yeah, well, I, I feel like the fans asking for his resignation, like you said, short term memory. He 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 um, and we've been saying it here. We've been saying this pretty much since last season when the team was struggling, you know, big old uphill battle. Uh, this is a team that went, what, five Ligillas in a row? Five seasons, I should say, in a row without qualifying. 2017 um, was the last Ligia we went to. Yeah, and the, last, and the last time they were in semifinals. So four years without having reached a semifinals. Four years, man. I mean, it's... And they finally managed to do that. And so I think for fans, expectation is... All right, you're going to play better now. But, you know, one thing we saw preseason is they couldn't, not only couldn't they sell players, no one was buying, they couldn't buy any either. And so I, I do feel that hurt Chivas just as it hurt Pumas, which I felt they needed to do, uh, you know, reforzarse. These are teams that had, had, had good seasons, but that doesn't guarantee that the next one it's going to be the same. You, you always have to build upon it. Um, and we're seeing some of the teams that that did some improvements, how they're playing much better. And so I think sometimes as fans, we forget that. We see a team do bad, and we expect them to continue doing bad into the next season. So when the team loses to, like, a, a Mazatlan or a San Luis, it's like, oh, well, that team sucks. But, but you're thinking of the team from last season. And we see this season, they're doing way better. Oh, yeah. You know, you've seen the good teams, you know, the teams that won, well, you know, like Leon won the championship. They're, you know, they're at the bottom of the table. Bumas as well. So it's like a lot of things have changed in the last six months. But we can all agree that the, you know, what we saw yesterday was pretty bad from Chivas. You know, that yeah, was, it was it was probably easily their worst game of the season, and and we're talking about they lost to Juarez and and Atlético San Luis, but losing to América in the fashion of how they lost, uh, we were criticizing them uh, about set pieces. You know, a couple weeks prior to this, how they were conceding goals on set pieces, and you know, I I just don't know what Vucetich is doing on like what are they doing in training, man? Are they just like you know, playing scrimmages or something because uh, America scored two of their goals from set pieces. And then the last goal was the most embarrassing one. Cordova just walked it into the goal, like literally walked it in. And uh, it's just, I'm not sure what's going on with the defense. That's the thing. I saw two big mistakes in Gudino where I felt in one of the, one of the headers, I felt he was out of position. Yeah. And then, and then in the other ball, when they walk it in, I feel that when he comes out, I think he 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 also like made a mistake there, and uh, he Sachike. He came out with, he came out scared, man. It's yeah, like man. it's two it's two sides of the story. Like the the Gudino, when he comes out, he comes out fearful. He comes out like oh, I don't hesitating, hesitating, scared because that's sort of like you're gonna clash, man, and that, and you're gonna get hurt possibly. But then on the other side, you have um, just a lowly Mexican. And Henry Martin, who comes out, cheeky's what's up with that? Who come, well, this is America, right? America, you, you typically think they're gonna they're gonna sign like these big name South Americans. They're gonna spend money to get like all the best players, 
and that's one thing I wanted I wanted to show like in their in their lineup like well I'll get to that in a second anyway but you got Henry Martin who's not like a big name dude but this dude's starting over Vinas and he's uh and you know he he's flexing he does the Qualtemoc celebration this dude's like a force man and but he he's just, like, he's been he's been doing good for a long time now like he hasn't been yeah he's been a, he's it's been not like he's unknown he's he's been putting in goals uh so it's not like yeah, but th- this know, is like a I big game. I wanted him us. since he was at Cholos. I wanted him at Chivas, uh, and now he's doing good. That's why I continue asking for Romeno. You know, hopefully something happens there and Chivas can recruit him. Uh, that's that's also if he chooses to be Mexican, uh, national team wise. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing I was going to say. It's like for Chivas, you know, they have the handicap of only being able to have Mexicans. And you have other teams like America, who's got Henry Martin. They got Mauro, Mauro Linus, Linus, uh, bro, Linus Bro, uh, who else? Uh, Cordova, another good player who's, you know, Mexican player that's on the team. Yeah. And uh, these are guys that, you know, if Chivas can't get, they're going to be not, not as good. And, uh, and the ones that they do get Was are that... like Ponce, <laughs> like Ponce, who yeah, everyone has. Yeah. That's a cantera, and that's I think I felt it's just, and it's funny, Chiki's uh, talking to a Puma, because it's I feel it's a lot of the same uh, mistakes that the teams did, because Pumas, you know, it's known for their cantera, and they sort of like they dropped the ball in that for a while, where they were like they just stopped, you know, whatever they were doing their work, they sort of I don't know if they try to reinvent the wheel, but. They sort of like lost their edge there, and she was the same because at one point she was had really good youth set up, and then it just dried up, and then it it seems like they kept trying to you know reintroduce new systems, and and they're paying the price for it. It's been a while since they you know um, been taking out players of a better quality. They they but I mean I think now and I don't know how many of these are canteranos. But I think for the Olimpico, they, they have a lot of players in it. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up. Um, we do have Jimmy Lozano did announce the 20 players under 23 that will be uh, competing for the Olympic, uh, well, trying to get a spot to Tokyo. And yeah, six of those players are from Chivas. Not only that, but the under 20 Chivas won the title. And Tapatio, who was in the uh, second division, are tied in first place. So oh well yeah Tapatio and again I wanna I wanna repeat this for the Chiva Bros. For many years that was pretty much where the Chivas would send all their like top talent uh youth players and, and that was the team because they play in second division. So that was a team that it will give them the best um it was the best for them to be there, not not the under twenties or the under whatever. Uh it was like uh, Fogel, you know, that was that was where you polish the gem, and then once you saw them doing good, you switch them up to the main squad. And uh, 2006 had players that were had gone the route through through um, Tapatio, and and they brought that team back because they had they they didn't have it for a long time. They were just they decided to just bank on the on the under 20, under 17, but. Many coaches had said 
the level of competition here is not that good. If you have a player that's talented, he could be killing it under 20, but once he goes to the to the main team, you could tell his deficiencies. Yeah. And then, so, but the Patio is a better testing grounds. So if you're doing good at the under 17, at the under 20s, you could, you know, send them to to Tapatio, and that's yeah, and, it's, and that's you know, it's it's different playing along your peers, you know, but it's di- and then it's different playing against grown ass dudes, you know, even if it is second division, that's a level yeah, there's a, of experience that you gain there. So I think that yeah, there's a lot of players that had been in first division or that have been playing for a long time, so they, you know, Mascolmillo, they're just more. I think it's, it's not, great. They're not going to be as easy to beat. If 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 I was Vucetich, just to send a message, I would literally send like half the team to Tapatio and take my chances <laughs> with with some of those kids that are that are out there, man. Because honestly, it was embarrassing what they did out there. Uh, I was looking at the at the first goal, like uh, Chiki said about about the hesitation from Gudino, and that was exactly why Martin, you know, scored. Because it was it was a well placed header. Don't get me wrong, but had he been in the right position, or had he decided to go after that cross, he probably could have stopped that goal from happening. And this was right. This was at a very crucial time in the game. This is a minute before the game. It was in the forty fifth minute. You know, we're just going into the locker room. It's a lot different going in there zero zero than it is down a goal. You know, I think that crushed yeah. their spirit. All the notes, all the notes, Buse had been taking. You pretty much have to dump him in the trash <laughs> yeah. after that goal. He's like, "Oh, we're not doing so bad, you know. We'll get the goal, you know." And and it's it sucks because very early in the match, and and I knew it. I knew as soon as Canelo missed. I mean, we're talking about like within a minute of the game starting, Chivas had a very clear chance of scoring, and Canelo put it wide. And uh, I knew like los los goles que you know se pierden. You know those those you just don't you don't get those back. I knew that America was yeah, going to give us a, a hard time, um, a very aggressive offensively. And, uh, you know, in the end, el que, perdon, uh, el que perdona pierde, you know, and that's, that's what ended up yeah. happening. Yeah, man, it's, it was, yeah. And I, what I what because, I, I, man, I was having problems. See, I what, when did Chivas go down a man? Uh, yeah, so kind of to, to take you guys through it, um, so Chivas again conceded right before halftime, and then in the second half it was you know it's pretty one sided. Right in the sixty second minute, Vucetich decides to take out Macias and puts Ponce in, and then he gets red carded ten minutes later. <laughs> no, he takes out Mayorga and puts Ponce in. He also takes out Macias and oh, I guess yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same minute. Sanchez goes in as well, so he takes both of them out. Yeah, so that was. That's around the time I started watching, but I, I guess I missed the red card. <clears throat> yeah, I guess he Please. felt that he could move players around. Uh, in the press conference, he said that he just he saw that Macias was having a very bad game, so he decided to take him out. I don't know how much of that I believe, because uh, again. These players are being pulled aside to uh, qualify to the Olympics. I don't know if Jimmy Lozano said, hey, you know, protect Macias. We're going to rely on him heavily for these upcoming matches. Um, but it was just a very, like, you don't take out your top goal scorer when you need a goal. And you don't put in Ponce, you know, for a strike. It's just, I don't understand what, what he was trying to do there. 
And then he ends up getting red carded. And then America scores the goal three minutes after that. And then the third goal comes in, you know, in the 79th minute. And that's when, you know, everybody on Twitter started going, fuera, fuera, fuera. You know, it was it was bad, man. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, so Ponce was there. For, he was in the game for 10 minutes pretty much. And he got the red card. And uh, so that, that was two defenders in for, or in for, you know, one offensive uh, striker. Jose Macias, and he, he gets taken out. So that's sort of... And Ponce, I will say, like, Ponce did have some sort of moments. There was a nice cross where it went into, I forget who, who had a shot, and it just didn't get on net. But, uh, yeah, it just didn't work out. Oh, yeah, I mean, we have a short-term memory. He uh, he bailed us out not too long ago uh, against Querétaro. We were losing that match 2-1, and he scored the game-winning goal, or game-tying goal for us, Ponce. So it's 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 like a really like hate love relationship, not just with him, but the entire team. You know, you, we have our highs and then we have our lows, and and we we're ready to, you know, to to get rid of of of, uh, of heads. <laughs> yeah, but the Pelayo thing it surprises me, man. He I think he's been doing a good job. I, I know the the reforces aren't all there. He was a big um, big hit losing uh, Victor Guzman. That was going to be one of the main players, and and absolutely sad what happened because that dude had been messing around with illegal substances, and and then just the whole COVID thing hitting. It just you know it's it's been a hit to the transfer market, and so and it's, income it's made it difficult. You know, revenue coming in as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, first game, this one was where she was allowed some people. We still um, owe Man City and Nikaxa money. <laughs> maybe this, this, maybe um, FMF, I mean, Liga MX will send stimmies, you know, <laughs> to the Liga MX. <laughs> They're waiting for it. Uh, but I, I, I choose will pay them, man. I mean, <laughs> your check will be in the mail. There might be delays because of COVID. Uh, but yeah, it's it, all of that's been unfortunate. But I mean, I think if you start looking at at how the team's been improving, like at least they were in Liguilla, you know, at least they finally qualified. It's no more embarrassing streak of like you know five in a row. I mean, that's yeah. that should be very embarrassing. Or well, at least they got rid of that. Um, they have players back in the in the. Selection, you know, for a while there was none, but I think it's a good sign when you have that many, because then that means later on a lot of those guys are going to be competing for, for the senior national team. So I mean, there's there's been there are there's positives. Been some good, yeah, yeah, there are positives, and I I know the season sucks, but I mean it's it's not over yet. Um, you know, you know, personally, I think that it's like this is. Like it's it's very clear that we have the tools, we have the talent. Granted, it's not like the best talent in the world, but it's it's suffice. It got us to the semifinals last week. I personally just think it's just we just have someone that is antiquated and doesn't really know how to use the tools to to their to. He doesn't know how he's he's trying to he's trying to hammer things with the drill. It's just like no, bro. Like we are a team built on speed and built on counterattacking football. Defense has not been addressed. I feel like if we would have put a different coach in there, I think we could get positive results. 
you know, and, and that's the sad part. You know, I want to give Vucetich as much, you know, time as he needs, but I just feel like may, maybe he's just not like the old King Midas. Maybe we're just getting like a, you know, one of the, what do they call the, the fake gold, fool's gold? Maybe it's fool's gold, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's, I, I think um, it's just taking him longer. And, and let's remember the, the, you know, she was lost for players. The whole trophies and the squad, all that stuff that went on, and and that that's definitely hurting Chivas, not being without those players. You know, they they could use a gallito and a and a trophies and the other two guys, and so that all of that is is you know, and then having younger players that are inexperienced, not or not inexperienced, but not experienced enough, and and it shows in sometimes in big games like. Just like Godinho, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't say get rid of Godinho. He's, this is how they become better players, you know, it's yeah, growing pain. Yeah, I feel like at this point, I think Donio deserves some, some minutes just because of the, the blunders that Godinho <laughs> has made. Yeah, and that was how Godinho took over the spot because um, Donio had been pretty solid up until he started making some mistakes and then Gudinho pretty much owned the position. And now it's like, if, if there's a chance now, it, you know, this could be it, but I don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, we were, I was giving uh Vucetich a lot of shit for uh, continuing to choose an inexperienced player like uh, Lalo Torres. And boy, did we miss him? He got, he was uh, out with COVID uh, and, you know, we were we were like, yo, man, Beltran, you know, why doesn't he start? He was he's like a very good player, very young. And uh, I mean, we've seen what Lalo Torres has done with Chivas and the in the opportunities that he's been given. He actually lead, he's he's second. Uh, he's runner up to like the uh, somebody else to the most passes um, uh, completed in the uh, opponent's half. He's he's number two oh, in the league. Man. Number two in the league. That's good. That's really good. So, I mean. Obviously, he's seeing something that we aren't seeing maybe in the training camp, you know. But everybody was giving him a lot of criticism. For, hey, you know, why do you keep choosing him over Beltran? Uh, but, you know, he, he did not play uh, in El Clasico. And, man, we missed him in the midfield, man. I, I noticed it. Oh, man. Yeah. What's and what's a 5-4 like midfielder going to do against the set pieces of America? <laughs> <laughs> we can't do anything with Beltran, bro. You gotta, you gotta have him stand on someone's shoulders during these these corner kicks and free kicks, man. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and um, it's gonna be a bumpy ride, you know, for Chivas. Uh, um, I, I do have a sound clip from Pelas. I forgot to play it, but you know, he kind of just talks very briefly about the rumors uh, after the game about some uh, him resigning. Afortunadamente nuestro presidente Mauri Vergara sabe que que ante los los resultados como los que se están teniendo, pues mi renuncia está en su mesa y tiene libertad para accionar. So he says, "Hey man, my resignation letter is on the table. I it's already there and uh Amauri Ponce uh Amauri Ponce Amauri Vergara has he he can action it at any time." Uh, no, and prenup, you know, he's not, there's no, <laughs> he, he said he's not in here for the money. 
he he uh he's not looking to get like a a release clause you know fee or anything uh he he want he came here to win titles he I thought he said he wasn't throwing the towel though no he he said he's not throwing in the towel but he said that like at any given moment you know he's he's willing to leave Oh, that America sack him anytime he yeah, wants. It, there's no nothing, nothing um, holding him back like a a release clause. Okay, I get it. I was a little confused. Yeah, I, I see what he means. I mean, it seems like if yeah, if you sack me, I'm not like you're gonna have to be paying me for the next <laughs> the next two years. Oh man. And you know, he said that like. <laughs> With uh, with you know, with the owner that he's like, hey man, we're, I'm being real, you know. Uh, if, if we're not completing these goals and completing these tasks, if if we're failing to do our job, you know, we're gonna be the first ones to go. And and you know, he he pointed fingers at himself first. He says he takes full responsibility, you know, for for the the situation that we're in, and and he's you know he's willing to quit and and resign, you know, if if uh, if the owner you know, get, you know, gives him the green light, he'll do it. And, uh, he says that not just us, you know, it starts with us. It starts with me and it starts with the coach and then the players too. You know, if they're not up for the task, if they're not fulfilling duties, then they're gone too, you know? So I'm all for cleaning house, man. I'm <laughs> start, starting, <laughs> starting with, uh, Vucetich and then starting with, uh, I think Pilas is still fine. I think it's just like some of the players are just, they're on the payroll, man. Just, like Peralta, he's he's worthless. Madueña is a player that Pelaz brought in, hasn't played any any soccer. Um, he, he, I think there's a few players that we could just get rid of, man, and, and I'd rather give chances to the Cantera or to the Tapatio players at this point. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of, of people getting sacked, yes. we have the first the first which is a bit of a record, no? Uh, because it's match week 11. Match There's week usually 11. Three or four. Who got cans? Usually three or four people got. It's it's my boy Flacco, man. I like this guy, but I don't know what's going on. It's like a dark cloud following him lately. Uh, so he said he was at Juarez, El Flaco Tena, just after leaving Chivas under dubious circumstances he went to coach at a dark cloud man he was it was bound to happen <laughs> that was a it tough game yeah, yeah that's challenge. the thing with some of these teams they don't you know like what is what are the odds you can land a good coach uh because then has a pretty good resume and you know i wonder who they're gonna land a lot of times they just bring randoms from south america hoping that this will be the good one, you know, to just, to just bring someone from over there. Um, just trying to see if it's the next, the next whoever, you know, but I, I think, especially with no relegation, you, you would want a coach like that. Just get, he was there, what, like three months, maybe four. You, you need, it takes longer than that to, you know, settle in and, and, and try to build something. It definitely is a head scratcher for him to be, you know, fired this deep into the tournament. I mean, we're, we're 11 fixtures in and, uh, I, I get it. You know, you're in second to last place, 
but why now? Like, and, and, and who are you going to be able to get, you know, like, who are you going to be able to get? You're going to have to go and, you know, scramble to find someone. It's just like, why would you do this now? Yeah, and I'm thinking someone like Tena, if he went to Juarez, because I don't think Tena needs the money. But at the same time, it's like, you don't want your rep to, to start, you know, ultimately you get this bad rep of, of, of like, then people will see you as, as that you suck. Because, I mean, he has... He has done some achievements. Granted, it's been a while, but you don't want your record to be with these small teams and then being sacked three, four, three, four months in. So I wonder, like, if he has like a clause, you know, and Juarez is willing to just pay him for the next year or however long his contract was. Yeah, I'm. It's just. It's been a bad year for Ten, you know. I mean, it's almost like the anniversary of his firing, you know, because around this time last year is when you know he got fired from Chivas. Right after he got rid of COVID. Right after he had messed up. He had won the battle against COVID. He gets canned. Damn, man! You know, I think what did him. I think what did him was the beat down by Monterrey because it was pretty substantial—a six-one defeat. You know, and then you lose to Atlas, you know. So. Yeah, but Atlas has been on a roll, man. That's not the... Oh, we'll talk about that's Atlas. That's not your grandpa. That's yeah. not your grandpa's Atlas. You know... I think the Orlegi, the Orlegi, um, you know, because the, the, Orlegi uh, is in charge of Santos, and uh-huh. they, they're a good, solid team, and I think the whole the Orlegi stuff is kicking in, man. The Orlegi boost is finally... <laughs> it's like they needed two shots. This is their second shot, and it's the effects. The Orlegi effect is finally being felt. And uh, but yeah, um, I, I think I think just finally. I mean, if I'm Jaguares and I have Athena, I'll just let him finish the season. You know, because that's how you end up being an institution where, like, at least other coaches will take you serious. Yeah, if you at least let them work, and other people would want to work there because it's like okay, they at least they let me, they gave me a whole season to, to do my thing. Yeah, it just looks bad. It looks bad. It's like a lose lose situation. Uh, you know, Quadis, it's not an attractive club to want to coach at because they're you know coaches are on a short leash, and then with Dena, well, his resume doesn't look good either. Getting canned. Um, and as I speak right now, Leon has just scored their third goal against Nikaxa, 65th minute. It's the last match of match week 11. Uh, Leon, who were the Lion Wars again, Jaime. They're bouncing back. They're they're creeping up on 14th position, yes. right uh, right below Chivas. Chivas are in 13th position now. And something uh, you know, we talked about Atlas and how you know, I, you know that controversial win against America. You know, they get that benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but since then, man, I mean, they've been steamrolling. They beat Atleti. Uh, they beat uh, Juarez. And then they just beat Puebla 1-0 on Friday. They are currently in the sixth position in the table with 18 points. So I, I hate to be that guy. But uh, 
you know, Atlas fans as of right now still have the worst coefficient in the league, you know, so they are not going to be able to yeah. p- participate in Ligia if they, uh, unless they continue to accumulate more points. Um, but right now they're still dead last in the, you know, uh, for Descenso or whatever the, the percentage yeah, it's is. Like, it's like they're playing two tournaments. And, <laughs> you know, you know, the sad part is, and, and this is going to hurt us, Chio Hermanos, we are in 13th position. So we would t- we would take their spot, man. We would take their spot in Ligia. I would I would take it. I would take it. <laughs> it's like when Susie, uh was it Susie, the player from the United States scored that goal to to put Mexico in the World Cup? It's it's one of those. Yeah. That's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> you take it though, I guess you take it. You take it. Yeah. You take the crumbs. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Hey, man. All we need to do is get in there. From there, it's a different animal. You know, you can you can completely forget about the fracasos of the of the regular season. You can go in there with a fresh, clean start, uh, you know. And I'm sure Cruz Azul does not want that to happen because they are currently on fire. Nine games in a row. They beat Monterrey on Saturday 1-0. Nine wins in a row, guys. But let me ask you this. Do you really think that they have a chance of winning the league? Or is this going to be another one of those uh, choke jobs? No, I, I no, I think they have it. I mean, this team already played a final. I, I don't know how many players were there, but I think they 2018, you know. Uh, and so, and they, they've been, you know, they, they've been pretty competitive. They had some of the, the locker room stuff was really affecting them. Not, not the locker room, the like the front office shenanigans, the the you know the whole shakeup that was going on, and uh, yeah, this new directiva that came in and they clean house. They put it the old, you know. Ah, disculpe. They put it the old. No, 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 I would definitely have them as candidates, especially when you have a Tigres that, that you know, they're, they're struggling, they're coming out of their Conca champion win, uh, Leon that's still, you know, they're, they're still on the courts, you know, they're, they're not down, but but they're, they're still not near what they were the previous seasons. Same with Pumas. I mean, it, it could come between them and America. We, we could be seeing, uh, you know, the classical... That's somebody ready, bro. That's somebody ready. Oh man! Mm. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> That's That's I think amazing. he was like twelve. For those that don't know, there's a video going viral, and there's some dude. He goes to an OXO, which no, is preservatives. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's buying condoms, and the kid's like. Yeah. I know what those are for. He looks like a little kid. He's like he's oh, twelve. He's, he's young, bro. He's a young kid, man. 
Vad säger El Nino också? El Nino också. El Nino också. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. I'm still skeptical about Cruz Azul because, uh, I mean, this was the same. This almost seems like a carbon copy of last season's run. They were rarely good, and they get to, like, the Liga, you know, just stomping in. They beat uh, Pumas 4-0, and, and everyone said, that's the la buena. And then, you know, Pumas did what they what they did. Well, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad. T. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the whole part of the whole shakeup. Where remember the old directiva was? I think they had just been ousted, or or they had been wrestled control out of there. And there was the whole thing about that they threw the game, you know, because they oh, that's right. Bets. There was bets, and that was. That was a big reason why they fired um, the coach. Uh, uh, yeah, I keep forgetting his name. <laughs> Every week I forget it. Is Every it week Yes, Robert Tante Siboldi. And that's why they sacked him. Where they, well, I don't know if they sacked him. The guy just said um, how it looked dubious and it looked bad. He read, and he, then I think Siboldi resigned because yeah. he said, "I don't, 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 you know." Like me and the players, how how can you like take us like that? But that was a big that was a big thing. But I think uh, you know, and and I'm not saying this to take any credit from from Pumas, uh, but I think yeah, that that whole thing was was been a uh, turning point. But it's it's still you know you're seeing a team that's been strong for a while, and I think that. Like if they did clean house, I think we're we're seeing the results of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's a very good point that you bring up. You know, to just for benefit of the doubt, you know, you think anyone that was involved in this conspiracy, you get rid of them, starting with the coach. Which, by the way, I have some very hot news about that. Um, oh, but uh, you bring in a guy who was literally the captain of the team that won. Uh, their last title yeah. you bring him in as coach if anybody can do it he can do it and it seems like they're on a very good uh you know they're 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 trending yeah. they're 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 in that trajectory like it looks like they're they're the champions but it's it's Cruz Azul, man they always it's it's a mental it's a mental thing it's not what it's they do on the field thing. it's it's just well, like the, it's the boogeyman you know but but this whole Cruz Azulada thing around around the time Pelayas came in it stopped being a thing for a while where they weren't, they weren't being, you know, they weren't cruzazuleando partidos. Uh, and they were turning things around. And, and I think that was, that was the game where they finally, they finally, um, they finally went back to that, you know, that match against Pumas was like the one cruzazuleada we can think of. Yeah, I just still think at the end of the day, I don't care who's coach, I don't care who's on the field. It's it's unless they have Cristiano Ronaldo, you know the the mentality king. I don't know, man. I think it's mental. It's a mental thing because again, things are going very well for them right now, and and they're steamrolling opponents. They're they're getting they're winning consistently. Uh, they're one game away from tying their bet over you know their best streak as far as ten wins, and you know they have a pretty chance. It's gonna be a good game against uh, Atlas. Um, 
But I don't know, man. I just think that Ligia is 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 a different animal. You know, you could be on a hot streak right now. You, but then you towards the end of the of the regular season, you go on a on a on a losing streak, and then you go into Ligia and and you lose. You know, it's just you get eliminated. My, my it's, it's that fast. My spider sense is telling me to bet on a Cruz Azul America final. That's that's man, all my spider can you imagine? senses are. I, and if Cruz Azul wins it, that would be epic for them because that's their boogeyman. Yeah. You wouldn't want Cruz Azul to win against anybody but America, right? Like, if you're going to win the, the title, <laughs> you want it to be against America. You don't want it to be well, against I think anybody fans, else. I, well, I think Cruz Azulinos would take anyone. I think, I, it, could, it, could be, it could be Juarez, man. I, I think because it it's be Cruz, like 20 years. It's like 20 years. Dude. 1997, bro. Cruz brought back from the, yeah. We better Cruz brought back from the grave, you know. Just, just get that. Get, you know, it's, it's. Sometimes you need the Wapa to get the slump buster, you know. And, and <laughs> who did hey, who, to, who did they beat in the final? In the '97 final. I'm gonna look it up. God damn! I, I remember. I think oh, Leon. Leon. Wow. Yeah, it was Leon. And. Uh, Hermosillo, I remember he was bleeding. Uh, I forgot how he got the uh, comiso uh, was the co- was the wow, man. not the coach the, co- the goalie. goalkeeper. Yeah, and I don't know if he kicked him. I forgot what he did, but he and uh, this dude takes the penalty with his. You know, he looked like a he looked like he was in battle, dude. You know what's crazy is. Uh... Yeah, we, and, our, and it's all starting to come back to me. This was supposed to be the the reverse of the curse, man. They were on their way to the final against Leon, and they they lost. Man. It would have been a perfect rematch, uh, but it, it. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, about that. I forgot about it too, man. About that, they were they were talking. It was about destiny. That. That and, was gonna... and then they, uh, you know. But um, I, I do before I forget this. Some hot hot news revolving. Robert Siboldi, he has been spotted in Monterrey. And there are rumors that he might replace Tuca Ferretti because he has not. Um, I think he's he's done. He hasn't renewed his contract or anything. Well, he did say, remember, um, he did say he was going to retire in 2020. But then. Um, well, they went to the I Club World Cup. Be- yeah, they didn't win the league. <laughs> And then I think uh, I think he wanted to leave winning something, and then they they end up going to the they win the Coca they, Champions. They end up, no, yeah. they won the that's that that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, they 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 were he was missing that that he didn't have like an international title with them, and so they win it, and then I guess he decided to take him to the Conca, to the I mean, Clubs World Cup. So I think at this point he's pretty much did everything he could do with them. You know, Libertadores final, uh, you know, bunch of league titles, you know, Conca champions. You know, there's nothing left for him to do, man. You know, what's crazy though is because, you know, he he's 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 down bad right now. You know, he's on crutches. I'm not sure if he he did one. Another. Oh, like physically? Yeah, he's on he's on crutches, man. Um, I don't oh. know if like he did one of those things like in training where, you know, they kept messing up and he, he tried to show them how to do it. Maybe he hurt himself <laughs> or maybe he's, he slipped on a banana peel or something, he but his hip. <laughs> no, he's on crutches right now, you know, and dude, like the game against, uh, the, the last game they had, 
he just I mean, he always has that like resting bitch face, but damn, bro, he just looked he just looked miserable, dude. And it's just like I think it's I think it's done for him, you know, losing to Mazatlan. I think he's I think he's like, "All right, you know what? I'm I'm not going to continue after this season, you know." But then like, yeah. what do you do after? You know, he, there he's so passionate about the game. You can't just you can't just walk away from it. Who are because you? Because I think I think he can at least take a, like a year, two years off, you know, go travel, go spend some time with your family. And I think I think the Tigres institution would always have him as don't have like a, a role for him within the club where he could be like a consultant, uh, uh, you know. He can be a vice president or something. Or, he can be a anger management. <laughs> no, but I, I could see him like a vice president, some something like that. And, and then he's a he's coach, with man. The team and the big games, and and you know what. I would gladly take Tuca back since we're reminiscing about 97. You know, Cruz Azul won 97. Chivas won 97 too with Tuca. You know, let's bring him back. But he, he doesn't like playing with youth. Oh. And Chivas would, right now, it's, they're a team that's depending on youth. So, yeah, that's, that's a biggie right there. Um. Yeah. Oh, there's another thing that kind of happened in Monterrey. Uh, we talked about it last episode about Funes Mori being robbed uh, in his home. Well, it's not just happening in Mexico. In Paris, both uh, Di Maria and Marquinhos' homes were, were broken into and robbed while they were playing. So it's not just Mexico, guys. You know, everyone gives Mexico a bad name, but it's happening in Paris too. And Paris is known for this kind of stuff. You know, Kim Kardashian was robbed in Paris one time, so yeah, there's thieves everywhere, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was messed up. They got his family, I guess, apparently, but everything turned out okay. Uh, I did yeah, want to, yeah, I did want to talk about a little bit uh the Preolimpico. They have announced the 20 players that will be going to uh, the qualifiers in Guadalajara. You know, six players from from Chivas. Uh, there's three players that are going to be called up from the veterans, and something interesting happened. Jimmy Lozano put Carlos Vela on the list, and Tata Martino mm. got furious to the point where he might quit. Wow. Well, I haven't heard that to say anything. I mean, was this from the, you know, rumor mill or? Yeah, this, this is from the rumor mill. But, you know, Vela has time and time again uh, said that he doesn't want to play for Mexico. But the Olympics is something different. You know what I mean? It's, it has nothing to do with uh, Martino. You know, it's going to be Jimmy Lozano. And uh, I guess Carlos Vela you know regretted not going to the one in 2012 and he he uh he he's accepted because they they have to reach out to the player and they ask them if if he had her down to go and so i mean it's not like jimmy just put his name on a list and said hey you know well you know they they talked and he agreed and i guess Tata was not happy about that because he's not he's not calling up players from the mls i'm surprised this is what I'm- this Wait, is what I thought he's, that was Chiquis goal. 
This is what he said. I'm, I, I, I got the video, but uh, I don't. Uh, I didn't watch it. But the, um, one of the quotes is from Tata was, uh, "O se está para la selección o no? No se puede una sí y una no." So he's like, "You can't," because he set the precedent of, "Okay, Vela's not with the national team." And so Jimmy Lozano is sort of like going off in his own direction, contradicting uh, Tata and calling uh, him that out. Would, that would be, okay, then that, I think that would be what pisses Tata off, that yeah. Jimmy will go over him. Yeah, he went over mm-hmm. his head. Because because there was a lot of talk that Tata was had a big role in Thunder 23 and that he was overseeing it even though he wasn't coaching it he was overseeing it and uh so i do think if if it's to that point where vela doesn't want to be in the in the senior national team then i don't want to waste the spot i'd rather have you know some up talent play the tournament that i might be able to use instead of vela that's just kind of taking it as a you know as a vacation or whatever. And it looks like after that, after Tata's expressions of unhappiness, it, it seems like it won't be, it won't be coming to fruition for Vela. Apparently, Lozano called, oh, who was it, Vela, Raul Jimenez, and uh, Lozano. But now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure Vela's going to be considered I, I, but see, anymore. Don't you think they would have reached out to? I mean, have you heard anything from Bella saying, yeah, yeah, they call me and yes, I'm going, you know? I think this just could have been Jimmy, man, just trolling. <laughs> yeah, because I don't even know that Bella would even accept. That's that's what sounds weird, so... No, he, he and, and, they and, talked. And even Jimenez. Yeah, man. I mean, Bella, like I said, he, he you can't just like write your name down and put it on the internet. Like, no, they had to get confirmation from him that for him to be on there, you know, or else why, why even put him? So they talked, but but don't you think he would have been like, I haven't heard comments from Bella because I think he would have been reached by now. You know, people would have, people would have seen what was Bella take on. Yeah, I was, I was watching it. I didn't get to watch the whole thing because it's a pretty long clip, but it's 20 minutes. Uh, We'll link it on the podcast. So, you know, everyone, listening tonight can uh, can listen to it too but take it as you wish but i mean it's it, it's very clear that you know tata was very angry the fact that uh you know vela showed up on a list <laughs> yeah that be well i have a thing from february 21st oh yeah uh and it says uh that he was taken into consideration by Jaime Lozano to be in the list of 62 players that he uh, gave to the Mexican Olympic Committee. And uh, so he says to be in that list, everyone has to sign it. So they're saying that because his name was in the list, that Bella did give his authorization to be to be on it. Hmm. So then they're saying that Bella had 
you know, had manifested that he would like to play in the Olympic Games. Oh, yeah. So he, he said, um, so this was from, they say it was last year, so that would have been 2020. And the quote uh, says, it's gratifying going to a World Cup or Olympics. It's always gratifying and motivating. And it says, uh, yeah, I hope I could go. It's something I would like to do. Because he, he missed the, the two, 2012. What was it? The 2011, 2012? Yeah, London. Oh, no, no. This was, this was in, what? This was in Bella saying it. This was his brother. Man, why, they, why do they do this? This was his older brother saying it. I ah. hope he could go. God Ale- damn it. Alejandro. See? Alejandro likes to talk. You know, on behalf of no, it. this one is older brother Enrique. Oh, Enrique. So he has an oh. older brother oh. now. Is well, I mean, they're a both third, they're, a third brother. They're both older afraid. than him. He's the baby. Oh, I thought that one was younger. No, Alejandro's older. I remember because he used to play for Chivas, and everybody talked about, "Oh, you think he's good? Wait till you hear, see about his little brother." So, uh, and they look alike. They look pretty identical. Uh, so I wonder if if one of them signed it. <laughs> nah, there's no way. Signed man. it for him. It could, man. Stuff know. like this has happened with Max. <laughs> Max with the cachirules. Come on, Jaime. Um, Come on now. Very... It could have been like, I just signed it for you, dude. Just just cause a shit storm. <laughs> very quickly, uh, Nick have just scored a goal. Uh, they're still losing 3-1, 88th minute. That would keep them at the bottom of the table. Uh, some more fixtures. We talked about Monterrey, the makeup game against Leon. Um, that happened on Wednesday. They tied 1 1. And uh, thank God that we have six players that are going to the Preolimpico because uh, they have rescheduled what was supposed to be our upcoming match against Monterrey. That will be pushed back. Uh, until April, so Chivas will not be playing this weekend. Hallelujah. Maybe they can send them all to Colombia and have them uh, panhandle. Savage, <laughs> <laughs> man. Remember when Vergara would fly them to Colombia and they would do that stuff? Wait, so they're, not playing. they're not playing against Monterrey? Uh, no, they will be playing that match uh, on April 21st. Oh, yeah, yeah. So okay. It's been rescheduled. Yeah, they would have they would have been scared during that against that team, eh? Yeah. Fear the, fear the gigante in Rayados. Now that Monterrey has uh, caught up to everybody else as far as fixtures go, they're in fourth place, sitting pretty. Although, you know, they have had a pretty bad string of results as of late. Uh, They probably would have teed off against Chivas, so, you know, we got saved. Uh, They lost against Cruz Azul on Saturday 1-0. Piojo Alvarado scored. Very nice goal. Piojo will also be going to the uh, Preolimpico. Um you got any updates for us on, on Pumas? I know the Neno scored again and Juarez, the Juarez match, even though you guys tied. 
Yeah, so yeah. disappointing tie against uh yeah, they let it they let it go through in the first part of the game and you know had to come back or you know had to score score back. But yeah, one one is not acceptable even even away. But that's the season that's the season we're in right now. I think uh I'll be using I'll be stealing one of Joel's cat pictures pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know which one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and not to rub salt on, on the wound there, but you know, you guys are tied on points with Juarez, and they still have a game at hand. They, you know, they still have to play against Tigres. Mm-hmm. So potentially you guys could be second to last place. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to see. The, the the consolation I think you guys mentioned earlier is there is no there's no relegation. But that's weak sauce mentality. So, yeah, well, well. <laughs> hey, but it's. But, but you think. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say cheekies because there's a lot of talk from a sector of Pumas that Pumas overachieved last season and that the coach is not really that good. Oh. It just seemed like he just got lucky. Liliani? And my. Yes, Liliani. My take has been that. You know, this team needs refuerzos. They showed what they could do, but it's like you know, it's not like the other teams just just rest on their ass. They they get stronger. So I mean, you have to keep doing the same thing. You have to improve as well. You can't just just because we had that one good season, then the next is gonna be the same. With what money, man? They have no money. Well, I mean, but Pumas, man, Pumas has. Hookups, man. They you should see the people that are on the board of of the Pumas. Um, they're run by a board, a committee, and these dudes need, are tied to banks and and all their big institutions. They need to. They just need to find the obscure guy that can. That's that's how they've been living. Is they'll find the obscure like the nano type that'll come in and they'll do well. So. Um, the, but, well, they just got rid of the dude. No, well, they had Dineno and they had uh, Carlos Gonzalez. Yep. Yeah, Carlos Gonzalez, and then and they were like, you know, running running well. And they said they said, okay, let's sell this dude. We can bank. We have Dineno who's doing well. But that's not the way to to go about it, man. Just because you have two guys that are you know good scorers, then all of a sudden you're going to get rid of one and then be like, okay, we're good. We don't need two. And then you just go downhill. Yeah, but then you so guys it, you guys went to the big lots bargain bin and, and picked out that Panamanian. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. That's, <laughs> that big lots he didn't turn out. Be. Like sometimes, sometimes you go to Ross, man, and you get like some good, you get hey. some good jerseys and stuff. <laughs> and sometimes they have like a hole in it and stuff. You he know, turned out, he, he, he turned, <laughs> he, t- he turned out cigarette against, burn. he turned out against uh, Chivas because he scored. You know, he scored against yeah. us. But but it's like yeah, I know what you mean. It, it goes. It's it's sort of like a mix of yes, Pumas was very fortunate. Which I guess you could say lucky last season. Some of it was deserved, but some of it was definitely luck. And this season, they got rid of uh, Gonzalez, and then that just you know, and then with some bad luck, it could go very, very bad, very downhill, very quickly. Mm. And that's what's, that's what's going on, I think here. And I think uh, like you can hype up Lilini a, a lot from last season. Um, it, it's it's not a reality. Like he's not like. A genius coach. Mm. This is not. This I don't think is a reality either. Um, he's sort of like in the middle, I believe. Has, that makes has sense. Has there been any talk of sacking him? 
I haven't heard any. Uh, I haven't heard anything either. Puma bro seem to be a bit more level headed. You can't go from a final to you know canning him the next season. I mean that's. I mean I guess Cruz Azul did that, but. But but Chivas was right up there, man. Semifinal, they were just a goal away. Yeah. You know, like a a goal difference, but I, I, you know, I I think. uh, And Coco Liso, I mean, he scored against Mazatlan, so he's. Yeah, he's continuing to score for for Tigres, so I, I I'm sure you guys are could be could have used his goals this season. Yeah, definitely. That was a big big loss. Uh, let me look at the top goal scorers this season. Uh, Funes Mori, the Mexican, with eight, he's leading, and then uh, <laughs> Pedro Alexis Canelo with eight, Nicolas Ibanez with eight. Wow, so tres extranjeros at the very top, and this is why we have a striker crisis in Mexico. Um, you have to go to Henry Martin, who is in fourth with six goals, scored two against Chivas. Ormeño also with six. Macias also with six. And uh, Sepulveda also with six. So, yeah, that's that's the, the landscape right now. Uh, as far as the top goal scorers, Cocoliso has three. For, for Tigres. Hey, going back real quick to uh, Ligini. Um, apparently, Chucho Ramirez, who's the the sporting president, he's 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 he reiterated reiterated his uh, his confidence in Ligini. So he's still backing oh, him see. up. That's good. So that's, that's good. I I have faith in in Ligini. Chiquis, I know, what? I know. You might not, but I do. What do you think about Michel uh, Leano? You think he should step in? No, nah, well, no, nah, I'm I'm down with Ligini still, man. I'm sort of with. Uh, I'm not maybe not backing up as much as Joel is, but I think he needs to get be given the chance to continue to to coach the team. Can't be getting rid of him just just like that. <clears throat> Can't be doing the the Juarez and getting rid of like. <laughs> Got to give some time. Yeah. Like I don't even, I don't even agree with uh, with getting rid of. Uh, this be controversial with uh, Vuse. I think give him. It's the players. I think it's more of the players. Like mm-hmm. I, I've seen some people. Like this is going off topic a little bit, but uh, there's some people bringing up uh, Mati again. Like Mati, do whatever you can to get Mati. I would love to see Mati go back to Chivas with this team, and and not get wins. <laughs> And just to show everybody, okay, it's not about the coach. Mati could come in and take over this team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they would still Struggle. be at the lower end. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, he's 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 very good at taking garbage and turning them pretty decent. You know, I mean, look at San Jose. They're, they were uh, awarded the wooden spoon for being the worst team in the league before he came in, and he, he put them in a respectable position. Um, he just has, like, the... The, he knows how to the emotional part of the game, the mentality part of the game. He's very good at doing that. Uh, tactically, there are times where you know you would he would be exposed, but it's it's pretty surprising what what the you know having a coach in your corner that like supports you and loves you unconditionally. It, it just it it you 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 obviously see the result of that. You know players that are average go above and beyond for for this guy um 
you got to have both though. I feel like you can't be a dictator, uh, but you also can't be like a pushover. You got to, you kind of have to have a balance of both. You know, yeah. they, with Chivas, they try to discipline them for, for being party goers and all that. And look at well, how it's done us, you know, maybe you got to embrace that part of, of Chivas's history. You know, the campeonesimo era, we, we, I talked about it before where they, before the games, they would go in to uh, their bar and take a shot before the game. You know, it's just, you got to embrace your, your history and, and the type of, you know, club that you're in. I understand that right. you have to be professional and everything, but you also got to let the players loose. You know, Marco Fabian got in trouble Wait. for uh, for I'm taking bad. shots. I, mean, I, I got booted. <clears throat> yes. Where, where did you last? Where did you last hear me? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I just heard you leave. <laughs> yes. I, I heard you ask me about Leano. Oh, and I, I was talking for five minutes. <laughs> no, I asked Chiquis about Leano and you got yeah, but we haven't heard your response. Oh, you yet. asked Chiquis. I I thought that was for me. <laughs> no, no, I, we're waiting on your response. Oh, but so you you're asking if Chiquis wants Leano to take over Chivas? Oh, I just asked like, what do you guys you know, what do you guys think about oh. that? You know if oh. You think Man, he, he would yeah, be uh, next in kin? I, I mean, I feel that because of he won the two games, you know, last season he was interim and he, he won those two games against, what was it, uh, San Luis Mazatlan. Uh, they were two of the poorest teams last season. And I, I don't know. I, I I know people like what they saw, but I would I would prefer – to see more from a coach before giving him the reins of, of the first team of Chivas. I think if Chivas has Tapatio, they could use that as a springboard. Uh, for years, if Chivas would talk about fogando their own coaches, and it seems like a pipe dream because then they, they never really do it. But if you have a team like Tapatio, I think uh, it could be used, you know, as as... Sort of like how Pep was at Barca B, and then he he took over Barcelona. Um, but I, I would I would like to see that not not just go off of two games. Yeah. Uh, he was a coach for Nick Axis for a little bit. Managed to get a big uh, picture with him. Really nice dude. Very respectful overall. I think he's a good coach. He knows how to manage a team and is good at organizing tactically. He studied to be a coach. He was never a player. His football IQ is high, which overall is what is important. Uh, young coach means he doesn't have too much experience, but willing to risk to obtain results and not to stick one way of playing forcefully. Uh, he won Necaxa a Supercopa MX. Uh, this is uh, someone that is uh, talking about Michel Leano for, for Chivas. Yeah. Yeah, but then you gotta think. Then why is he working with youth? Why isn't he coaching? You know, why didn't he take over other teams? I think because he's young, uh, right? Yeah, he's inexperienced. Yeah, but I mean, if he had done so well at Necaxa, you would think there's more opportunities there. Um, that's the thing with with with. I feel um, he was 31. 
when he coached yeah. Necaxa. He was he was young. Oh, fun fact. He is the only coach in the first division to have never played at the professional level. Man, mm. but it's you know he comes from a family of his family owned uh, Tecos. I don't know if that team's still around, but for many years they owned Oh, it's Tecos the same family? And, yeah. I remember when they were Tecos and uh for some reason, man, they kept playing this player and he was a terrible player and his last name was Leano. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, daddy's the daddy's the owner. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no wonder he's playing. <clears throat> but I'm sure you might feel like a little bit of an imposter, you know, to be a coach yet have never played yourself professionally. I'm, I'm sure that has its own challenges and it's kind of hard to be taken serious. So I can see why, you know, they haven't had too much confidence in him as far as getting opportunities around the league and coaching other, you know, teams. But maybe this is exactly, you know, why not take a gamble on someone that has studied the game and is young and ambitious over the same shit that gets recycled. You know, Fernando Tena gets fired. He gets rehired. Fernando Tena gets fired again. Tomas Boy gets fired. He goes to another, you know, it's just the same coaching carousel. Why not throw somebody new into the mix, bro? I'd rather take a gamble on that. Obviously, maybe not at Chivas because they're a team that, you know, that re- de- demands respect and, 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 and coaches that are, have some type of caliber, but I mean, if you look at Matias, I mean, sure, he coached River Plate and stuff, but we've brought in a lot of coaches a lot of times that didn't really have the the pedigree, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think that I would see, but that's that's the thing that throws me off about him: why he would go work with youth instead of trying to trying to be ahead of a club. So. And and I I think he does have a very interesting background. One one of the things was because cause, um because the um the Lanos had brought Menotti to coach Tecos, and uh, they they made they had they had Michel as the to as like Menotti's Uber driver, so he would just drive him around town. Uh, yeah, in this case, he would pick his brain sometimes. So I, mean, it's a really interesting dude. But then, so then I would, I would then, she was at least should at least work work at that with him, you know. If, if they're like, okay, we got this dude with all this potential, then uh, I would then maybe make him assistant coach or something. I, I don't know why they, why they haven't done something like that. It's pretty young, man. I mean, I think he still has plenty of time to do that. Um, Nolte, man, he he won Argentina the World Cup in '98, right? Or '98, '78. Yeah. No, not '98. Yeah, sorry, '78. Sometimes, yeah, no, yeah mix numbers up. And then he ended up coaching Mexico, right? Nineteen ninety-one. He, he coached them briefly. Yeah, they, they wow coached them for like a year. And that's where they said that, uh, you know, this dude's very philosophical and a lot of players that were there at the time, they said that that was like having him as the coach, it 
it changed the mentality for like a lot of the players, you know, as, as far as how they, there was like a really good interview. Maybe we could find the clip of Pavel Pardo. It was it Pavel Pardo. God damn, I can't remember the name. But yeah, he was talking about about Menotti, and and it was it was one of the players from that '94 squad because, you know, after you you went from missing the World Cup in '90 due to Cachirules, and then and then Menotti comes in, and then by '93, but now Mejia Barón is is the is the coach. They 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 go to the Copa America final, and then. The World Cup, and they're in Group of Death, but they make it to the second round. But you do hear a lot of players that were with him, and how they talk about about what what was the legacy. Ah, oh, man, I don't think it was part of the part was in there. I don't know if it was Garcia Aspe, huh? And because it was one of those like anniversary. Claudio Suarez, it's Claudio Suarez, man. Oh, I, I okay. And uh, and he's talking about like how it changed their mentality of how, because before, you know, and you go way back and how the media would talk about Max, like call him Ratoncitos Verdes and have like all these negative stuff. And that was like a turning point. I don't know how much he, he influenced, but he does, he does get credit. Interesting. Um, and it also says that Chivas had asked him uh, to be uh, involved with the organization as their academy director, but I don't think he took it. This was in 2017. Yes, Menotti? Yeah. Uh, but Menotti's super old now, man. I don't think he wants to leave Argentina. <laughs> I don't know why they would ask him. It's some of these Mexican fanboys, man, that just... It's kind of like when we had Cruyff, you know, we had him as a... What was it? What was his official position? I don't even know what it what it was, but... You know, we got... He... he... What happened? No, go ahead. Oh, go on, go on. Well, well, Cruyff, they did bring him in to, like, restructure the whole club. Mm. So it was going to be a top-to-bottom thing. But I think where they messed up was they pretty much brought in, like, a full Dutch squad. <laughs> but but what I think one thing Pelaez, I mean, Pelaez Vergara didn't like was that Menotti wasn't going to be heavily involved. I said Menotti. Cruyff, Cruyff was not going to be heavily involved. He was only gonna come like every three months or something like that, and uh, but by this point, I think Craig was already sick. I just, I just, I don't know if he had announced it. So I think that was just unfortunate part. Uh, I think he would have wanted to have Craig as more as a figurehead and be more active. And so for like, you know, I guess he felt I had to pay you just to show up every three months. And some of the dudes you put in charge, uh, we kind of didn't know much about. So you had like Van Chip, who had been in uh, Australia and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's it's like I kind of felt like you pay for one thing and you're getting another, you know? Uh, I guess Cruyff had something to say. He said in the last 22 season seasons, which are 11 years, I believe they have only won once. 
You can only say that the people that direct the club aren't directing it well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, I mean, brought in as an advisor Chivas. and it shocked the world. And they go, what? What is Chivas? You know, and I think the only thing he did was uh, get them to replace the the turf with actual grass. <laughs> I, I posted a really short clip of oh. Suarez talking about El Emperador. It's on the... Futuros y leyendas. La historia de un emperador, Claudio Suárez, presentado por Hennessy. Never stop, never settle, drink responsibly. Sí, yo creo que Menotti fue pieza fundamental para el desarrollo del fútbol mexicano por el tema y sí, la realidad que es un técnico filósofo para te convence, prácticamente motiva y como que nos cambió un poco la mentalidad, ¿no? El ver un técnico también para nosotros campeón del mundo con una gran trayectoria pues le creías no le creías y finalmente sus este su filosofía de juego por ejemplo en mi caso yo ahí le aprendí muchísimo a él o sea por ejemplo, un ejemplo el tirar el cómo tirar el achique el cómo todos esos cómo presionar Present all right thanks for that clip yeah, and there's there's other other players that were around that would say the same uh, about him. That that is the whole thing where he's like, you know, like he like you know he would get you to see see the game or the opponents a certain way. So there's a story of um, he was with the Argentine squad. I'm not sure if it was the youth or the the main one, um, and he. He says that they were they were watching Germany train, you know, and that Germany oh. just more physical team, taller, stronger, they looked faster. And he said that he noticed um, you know, he noticed that that uh the Argentine players they, they looked you know, they were beginning to look intimidated. They're like, Oh snap, we're gonna go up against these dudes and that he was telling a lot of them. What what are you guys scared of, man? He's like, look at those dudes. I'm like, they might look like that, but he's like, you guys, you guys come from like, from the streets. You come from some heavy places. Like those guys, they wouldn't last a day right there. Mm. And so right there, right there, he's changing their their whole mentality of them being intimidated. So wow. now he's putting confidence in them. And I think that was one one of his major things that he had. About about him as a coach. It's mindset, man. It's always been mindset. I there always you think go. that's the word mindset. <laughs> I think like when it comes to like great coaches, it's not just the fact that they are they have a high you know footballing IQ, the tactical side of thing. They start to plant this seed in you, like this belief that you are good enough. And when you have that, and when you have a coach in your corner, man, that. That that can push you to to levels that you didn't know you had in you. You know that's just that's what great coaches do. Great managers. What's it? Who was it? What's it? Cesar Castillo. Be a EPL striker. What's that? Who was it? it was one of these coaches. Was it Cardoso who was saying if Pulido can hit the ball better, he would be in the EPL. I forgot who said that. 
Man, it was one of these coaches came in, started pumping sunshine into Pulido's ass. Next thing you know, this dude's winning a gold scoring record. I mean, gold scoring, uh, you know, title. Yeah. He knows he's going to MLS. <laughs> <laughs> now he's, uh, yeah, he's at Sporting Kansas City, scoring goals, and uh, he liked a tweet the other day. Pulido, I follow him on Twitter, and uh, it was a photo of Iera Vergara, Matias, and himself. And it was like, you know, bring these guys back. And he liked the photo, so <laughs> you know he, he, it was <laughs> what? he liked the photo. Yeah, he liked the No, the tweet. I found the I found the quote. It was Cardoso. Oh and he said I've I've been working I've been working with him. So I like him because he's not a classic number nine, but he has everything. Mm. The only thing that he's missing is his headers. Oh. And he's like if he could head um, he would be, he would be in Manchester City because he's a complete player. Wow! And I, I think that was, that was thing. I, I don't know what season. I don't know if that was the season that he, he went on to win the goal scoring title. But, um, well, Cardoso after that, Cardoso took over the team uh, for the Club World Cup, um, where we had the worst finish of any Mexican club. Ever to participate sixth. What's that mean? <laughs> and that was in 20, 2018. Um, and then he coached for a while and then he got canned. And then we had after Cardoso, I think it was Dena, right? I forget. Or was it Tomas Boy? No, it was Boy. Oh, it was Boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the coaching carousel of Chivas. At one point, it was really bad. I think, like, was it, like, a record where we fired, like, like five or six coaches in, like, a season? It was <laughs> it was ridiculous, man. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, very quickly, Some I just... Some fans want to go back to that. Yeah. But, yeah. Very quickly, I'll go just go over the table as of right now, now that all the fixtures are closed and over with. Grosul in first place with 27 points. America, which would have been in first place with 25 uh, because of the Atlas uh, technicality where they had to lose 3-0 even though they beat them. So America is in second place. Uh, Santos, 21 points. They're in third position. And Rayados... In fourth with 19 points, if Leia was to start today, these four teams would be automatically in uh, in the tournament. They wouldn't have to have that first round. Uh, after that, it's Toluca in fifth with 18, Atlas with 18, Puebla with 16, Querétaro with 14, Mazatlán with 14, Tijuana with 13, Atlético San Luis with 12, and Tigres with 12. Uh, that's the... 5 through 12 right there. 13th position, Chivas with 12 points. Leon, Pachuca, Pumas, Juarez, and last place, Necaxa. Ouch. Um, like I mentioned, Chivas will have a week off 
because of the upcoming Preolimpico uh, tournament. So because they are losing six players, they have rescheduled their match against Rayados for uh, the 21st of April. Uh, so they will not be participating. Uh, Pachuca will play Tigres on Thursday to kick off things. Necaxa will play Juarez. Mazatlan will play against America. San Luis will play against Pumas. Cruz Azul and Atlas, which might be the game to watch. Uh, Tijuana, Querétaro, Toluca, Puebla, and Santos León. Some pretty um, pretty average matchups this weekend. Really no game stands out except for that Atlas Cruz Azul match. I think that would be pretty entertaining to watch. Do you guys, yeah. you guys have any uh any closing thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Cheekies, you you first. No, I was just I'm sort of excited with this uh Preolimpico. Um Macias Muñoz, Vega up front. Córdoba, Antuna, Alvarado, Aguirre, Mosso, Mayorga, Angulo, Vasquez. Just the, the, the lineup seems, I mean, they're young and everything, but uh, I like it. I'm, I'm interested to see how they're playing, and it's coming up soon. They're going to play the U.S. also. Um, oh, yeah. And Jalisco, so that'll be part of, uh, that'll be something interesting to watch. So some good, some good uh, entertainment for the national, the Olympic national the- team. You know the U.S. is bringing their their Europeos, their golden their golden squad, the golden I boys. I have you not know, heard about that the, actually. The list. I don't yeah, know. I seen the squad I don't know them. if they're gonna let their European players go. Probably not. You know, just considering the fact of like how I'm sure it's very difficult to travel to a different country right now, especially like. If they're in different parts of Europe and then having to go to Mexico, I'm sure there's like a quarantine thing or whatever. And then maybe even having to go back after the tournament's over, I'm sure they're going to have some trouble there. So I don't know who the U.S. are are bringing to this tournament, but it does kick off on the 18th. That is Thursday. Mexico played the Dominican Republic at 5 o'clock. Well, I got the lineup also here. Uh, It looks like just MLS, MLS teams. Although Lysis Jan Jan is from Netherlands. Huh. Oh, I think He seems to be the only guy. Sebastian Salcedo from Pumas. <laughs> He's gonna be there. <laughs> oh, Pocho. Yeah. You're one of your favorite. What, what happened favorite to uh did Efrain uh Alvarez get picked up by anybody? That's right. There's all this oh. noise of who was gonna choose and no, there was news that came out that he was gonna that he, he's gonna raffle it. No, that he took that he took a call up with Mexico for something. For oh, something, Oaks opening. What is? Oh man, it was, I'll have to Esports, AutoZone. No, it was something legit. It was something because, uh, yeah, it was something like, oh, they're gonna U.S. is gonna lose them, and then. Uh, because some other news came out with I forget some other player that was you know was able to choose the U.S. or some other team uh, eventually chose the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're saying that okay that's going to help ease the pain of losing uh, Alvarado, but I don't know how legit that is, so I have to look look into that. Okay. Um, 
Yunis Masua. Is that what you're talking about? I don't remember. Let me see. let me look and see. Uh, it says the United States got a huge boost for their international fortune. Uh, Masua, I guess he's 18 years old, already a regular for Valencia. And he has uh, playing, he's agreed to play for United States. I'm trying to find the news for Alvaro. But he oh, no, it's Alvarez, right? Alvarez. Yeah, Efrain Alvarez. He hasn't made a commitment yet. Doesn't want to commit. He hasn't swiped right or left. Um, <laughs> oh man, he's like he's gonna raffle it. He's gonna put two balls oh. on the thing and just spin it around. So I guess the I guess the rumors are is that they're thinking of calling him up for a for a Mexico friendly. Mm. But friendlies don't like if if he plays for the. For Mexico in a friendly, that doesn't count, though, right? Like it's not like he, he's it's 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 until he plays in a competitive like official match, right? That he can't switch countries. Yeah, I believe so. Because I remember Diego, yeah. I remember Diego Costa playing for Brazil at one point, and uh, but he he never uh, he never played an official match. He played for friendlies, but never an official match, and he was able to switch to Spain. Yeah, it's not official. Yeah, mistosos don't count. Yeah. But I mean at this point I guess if he's if he took it, I don't think the US would call him, you know. Like if he you know, I don't think they would do that. Where it's like even if Mexico isn't calling him, it's like you like your heart isn't set with this team, so next, you know. Yeah, Telemundo Deportes says that uh, uh, the Mexican media is sure that Mexico will call up Efrain Alvarez for the friendlies in March. But this other guy, like this MLS Buzz account, he's sort of like, he tries to trigger people. Oh, okay. He he says, uh, that was, well, that's apart from the Telemundo tweet. So it seems like there is like some legit rumors that Mexico is going to try to call him up. But this other MLS buzz thing says, and this is something I've said, I think, on the podcast, well, I'm pretty sure on the podcast, he says, uh, Efrain Alvarez will never be, never be a regular for Mexico or the U.S. There are bigger fish to fry. <laughs> Which, you know, I think that's that's pretty truthful right now. So we'll have to see. They'll call him up. They'll try to, like, you know, snatch him away from the U.S. and... If the U.S. responds, they they will, and then Ephraim will have to make a decision. But um, what the day that they that the Mexico the Mexico or U.S. call them up for like a tournament, an official tournament, you know that'll be. We'll have to see if that even happens. He's got to do some stuff at LA Galaxy, man. He's got to like score score some goals, make an impact at Galaxy before anything serious happens. Hey man, with Efrain Alvarez, we can take him or leave him. It's not going to make a dent, you know. I, I I think he could probably make more of a stink on the national team for for the U.S. 
Because in Mexico, it's going to be very, very tough. We have plenty of talent, especially in his position. We have Lainez, we have Piojo Alvarado, we have Vega. We have a lot of players, man. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I really don't care what side he picks, to be honest. It shouldn't, like, for me, it's like, it's an obvious choice, you know? If you're making that much of a difficulty about it, then we don't want you. There should be zero hesitation. Yeah, we'll see. What about Joel? Do you have any uh, closing thoughts? Uh, no, sir. No. Just that with Chivas, it's going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> uh, so uh, I still wouldn't. But, but you know, ultimately it'll get better. So uh, just... I just tell the Chiba bros to just hang on, you know. You've you've gone through worse. You've you've gone through worse. So this this isn't that much, you know. There's not that bad compared to what the past what three four years. Yes, we will be given quite a bit of space. Uh, our next match won't be until April fourth. So we have quite a break until we will see them play again. Um, take this time to just take a breather. All Chivas fans, we're all hurting right now, but I hate to say it, man. There's still plenty of football left. There's 12 teams that go into Ligia, and it's not like an impossible feat. Chivas can still squeeze into Ligia and it's all about timing. You know, they can come in last two, three games of the season, start really figuring things out. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you're back in the semis. Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah. True. But I, I definitely will appreciate this little break uh, to be able to see the Olympic team and, and see all the, the potential talent that this country has and, and see what they can do uh, starting on Thursday. For all the listeners out there, thank you again for your ongoing support. Make sure to reach out to us on Twitter, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode.